You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 102. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hi there, Amy Porterfield here. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, I wanna talk about a real breaking point for me and how I changed the way I create content forever. But first, I gotta tell you how I got there. So let me set the stage. In October of each year, my business partner, Devin Duncan and I create our entire content creation slash promotion calendar for the coming year. You might've even seen me post it on social media over the past few years. It's this big calendar and I write it all down. I write down when we're going to promote, when we're going to create something new, all of my affiliate promotions, everything gets put on the calendar. Now, when we did it in October, 2015 for the 2016 calendar year, I think I was a bit overzealous. And I wanted to share this with you because I think it's such an easy trap to get into. It's easy to get excited about all the opportunities on the horizon. And when you love the work you do, it's also easy to think that you can get all of it done faster than humanly possible. Can I get an amen? I think so many of you can relate to thinking we can do so much in such a short period of time because we're so excited about everything that's coming at us. Yes, maybe it's just me, but hopefully you can relate. So let me break it down because here's what happened. When Devin and I sat down in October, 2015, we decided that we were going to launch List Builders Lab in January. And then I would focus on updating my Facebook jumpstart program because it was getting outdated. And then I would go into the B-School promotion for all of February. It takes up a lot of focus. And I said, well, while I'm working on B-School, I'll also create the content for my brand new program about how to create online courses. So I was going to do both at the same time. And then I would move right into only focusing on the program about creating courses. Now, even just saying all of that, because that's just quarter one, makes my heart beat faster as I'm talking to you about it. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. Now, the good news is that List Builders Lab did launch. We put it into automation right from the get-go, which was the plan. So it's running with an automated webinar. And I did update my Facebook Jumpstart program. And we just finished the B-School launch with amazing success. So a huge shout out to all of my lovely B-School bonus members. I am really, truly loving getting to know all of you. So that was a lot of fun. And now I am deep into the content creation for my course about courses. But one thing that's important to me is that I don't rush or force my content creation ever. And I was starting to feel rushed for the courses course. I was starting to feel like I was behind the ball and with everything else going on, List Builders Lab and updating, updating Jumpstart and my B-School promotion and then everything else that comes along with running a business, right? All the stuff we don't talk about, but still gets our attention, social media, email, managing your team, all that stuff. I started to feel like, holy cow, what did I do? I created a really chaotic quarter one. I didn't mean to, but that's what happened. So as you can see, quarter one was a little bit crazy. 
And specifically, I started to feel really scattered and like it was all just too much. And I realized that I was jumping from one thing to another and everything but time to create content was dictating how I was spending my day. And that's when I realized, holy cow, we've got a problem here and something needs to change. What happened was my time management around content creation got messy. And this happens when you're building a business. And this is why I wanted to be really transparent and talk to you about this. Sometimes things are just trucking along. They're going really good. You are firing on all cylinders and then you begin to take on too much. Maybe you get a little cocky with how much you can get done in a period of time. Or maybe you get a little bit lazy about how you're managing your time. So what happened was my time management got messy. And this happens when you're building a business. And that's why I wanted to be transparent with you and share this because I don't think I'm alone in what happened this first quarter of 2016. So things are trucking along for you. They're going really well. You're feeling good. And then maybe you get a little bit cocky with how well things are going, or maybe you get a little lackadaisical with your time management habits. They kind of go out the window and all of the sudden you feel totally scattered and overwhelmed. At least that's what happened to me. And so what I needed to do was recorrect. I needed to step back and say, okay, this isn't working. And I've been in business for many years now, and I've created a lot of amazing things with great success. And I still have messy moments in my business where I need to step back and say, whoa, that got a little out of hand. I need to correct this issue. And that's what this episode is all about. I knew that some things needed to change. And here's exactly what I needed to change. One, how I spent my day, like the specific hour by hour had to change how I communicated with my team, when I booked my meetings, how I planned out my entire week and how I organized my thoughts around what I was going to work on. All of that needed to change. Now, after realizing this, I called up my partner, Davin, and I said, okay, we need to talk about this. I'm feeling super overwhelmed and I need some help because my biggest concern is that I'm not finding enough pockets of time to create content. And with a big program, launching in May, I needed to make sure that I had those pockets of time. So that's when this became a real red flag for me. I don't know about you, but with me, I get to a point that it's painful. Like, oh no, I see what's happening. This is going to get really bad. I'm not going to meet my deadlines. And that's when I kind of come to a screeching halt and I ask for help. I probably should have asked for help a little bit sooner, but that's what happened. So I get on the phone with Devin and he's super supportive. And together we started to move some things around on the calendar, take some tasks off my plate just to lighten the load. We also talked a bit about how to restructure my day so that I really could find those pockets of time. Now it was helpful to get on the phone with Dev, but one thing that's important to note is that he's a systems guy, a true techie as well. And so he does not have a lot of experience creating and writing content. The guy can create the most amazing funnel inside Infusionsoft in minutes, something I can never do, but he doesn't ever really sit down and create content for a course. So although he wanted to help me, he didn't really have the expertise to help me figure out how to get out of this content creation overwhelm or fear that was happening which really was prohibiting me to find the time to create content. So it just felt like this weird vicious cycle I couldn't get out of. 
So when I got off the phone with Devin, I was grateful for his support, but I still felt totally overwhelmed and I just couldn't put my finger on it, but something did not feel right. Even after reworking my calendar and eliminating some tasks. So a few minutes later, a little message popped up on Skype for me and the message said, do you got five minutes to chat? And that message was from Melanie Duncan, Devin's wife. And so instantly I thought she must have heard our conversation and hopefully she's calling to help. And that's exactly what she did. So you probably already know all about Melanie Duncan. If you follow my podcast, she was in episode 87 where we talked about creating a dream team inside of your business. Melanie is really good at systems and processes and managing her time. So when I saw that note pop up on Skype, I thought, oh, this could be good. So we got on a quick chat and instantly she helped me out in terms of how to change the overwhelm into something really productive that I could feel good about. And what I wanted to do is share with you some of the insights and tips that she shared with me and then tell you how I applied them into my business. And then I want to give you a framework to create your own content creation time. So I'm going to make this really actionable for you. So Melanie has a lot of experience with creating content because we have very similar businesses in that we've created online training programs for our students. So we're constantly creating content, mine for my podcast, her for her blog, and then inside of our programs. So we have really similar businesses. So she got it. She knew where I was struggling. And she pointed out that it's important that you free up space in your mind to work on your content. You have to give yourself the time and the space to let the content have time to flow out of you. Meaning if you're only finding tiny, usually interrupted bursts of time to create content, you're never really going to get into that flow to find your groove. You know how that works. You know, when you're in your groove with creating content, it starts to really flow out of you. Well, when we're trying to squeeze in content creation in little tiny periods of time, it tends not to start to flow. And so that's one thing she pointed out to me. She says, as content creators, we need breathing room. We need to make sure that we are not totally stacked in terms of do this, do that, do this, do that up until 10 o'clock at night and then start it all over again the next morning and think that you're going to have that creativity and inspiration in you to want to create. So you've got to create breathing room in your schedule. And I'm going to show you how I did that. She also suggested that to make this really actionable, I needed to clear my mornings and declare that time for content creation. Now by clear my mornings, she said, no checking email, like not at all, not even for a quick minute before I start creating content in the morning, I am not checking email. She said, no talking with your team at all. That was a little bit tough to hear. But she said, do not communicate with your team, no social media, meaning I couldn't jump into my private Facebook groups and answer questions and all that. She said, until noon, you are just creating content. Now, when I first heard that, I'm like, lady, you are crazy because my team can't function without me and I need to check email. What if there's an emergency? And I had all these excuses right away as she's talking to me. But I also know that Melanie always seems less stressed than me. And I take cues from stuff like that. So I thought, wait a second, I kind of want what that girl has. So I'm going to listen up and I'm going to really take to heart what she's saying. 
And so, and you've heard it before. I'm not telling you anything new. People always say, you know, productive people always say, don't just roll out of bed and check your email. But Melanie's saying, not only don't roll out of bed and check your email, which is what I was doing, but don't even look at it till noon. Kind of crazy, right? Now, looking back at my mornings, they've been crazy. They have been dictated by talking to my team and getting some stuff done that my team asked me to do. They've been dictated by checking my email, social media. Holy cow, there's a rabbit hole you could run down and stay down there for hours and hours, right? So how I was spending my mornings were a mess, to be quite honest. Now, they didn't always look like that. At one point, I was, you know, spending more time in the morning creating content. And then, like I said, things got so busy, they just got messy and I lost all those good habits. So I'm kind of coming back to it. She also suggested that I read for at least 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more every single morning. She said, Amy, if you're creating content, you need to be pulling inspiration in at all times. It might mean, you know, even reading a magazine or for both Melanie and I, usually it's like a business book or whatever it might be, listening to a podcast. You have to fuel your mind and you want to get new ideas and inspiration And what's so funny is sometimes when I'm listening to somebody else's podcast or reading a business book, I get an idea that actually has nothing to do with what I'm reading, but it's just something just comes to me instantly. It's those quiet moments that you truly need. Meditation, I think, is another great thing that I could probably add to the mix that I haven't yet, but that's another thing to kind of get you inspired. So fueling the brain has to become part of your content creation ritual so that you can really feel inspired. So when I got off the phone with Melanie, I just felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. First of all, she really got it. And it's really nice to hear from somebody else that understands how difficult it is sometimes to create content, especially when you're creating online training courses. The reason I want to create my program to teach you how to create online training courses is because I've learned a lot of things along the way. And one thing I know really well is that it's not easy to create content, but when you have a strategy and a system behind it, it definitely becomes a whole lot more manageable and enjoyable. And when you're talking to somebody who gets it, they get that you need that breathing space. They get that you can't be working 15 hours a day and expect to create amazing content. When you're overwhelmed, stressed, pulled in a million directions, your content is one of the first things that's going to suffer. And I think that's what I was afraid of. I hadn't gotten there yet, but that's what I was afraid of. And so when she told me, clear your mornings, we're going to do things differently. I thought, okay. I'm going to listen because I'm in enough pain right now that something's got to change. So let me share with you how I now manage my mornings. And it's kind of been a huge change for me. It's only actually been about a month. And so just know this is new to me, but it was so profound that I know this is exactly how I should be working that I thought I'm comfortable sharing it with you because it's worked so well. Like everything seems clear and quite honestly, more enjoyable in my business. So let me, let me just kind of map it out for you. The first thing is I usually get up around 6am, but from 6 to 8pm, either I'm working out or I'm spending a little time with my husband. If he's up early morning with me and I'm getting Cade, my son to school. So between six and eight, that's usually family time. We're running around the house, getting everything done, taking care of Gus, my dog, whatever it might be. So that's basically what's happening in the morning and probably three to four times during the week, I'll get a workout in as well. 
But then come eight o'clock, that's when I change gears and I become totally focused on content creation. So from eight to noon, it's all about content, nothing more, nothing less. And then at noon, I have a standing meeting with my project manager just for like 20 minutes. And then I have a standing meeting with Trevinia, my assistant. So we do a quick chat. And then from there, if I have any other meetings, they'll come right after that. So I do a chunk of meetings because quite honestly, I hate meetings, but I've noticed that if I do quick check-ins Monday through Friday with my team, they are so much more productive. They're not waiting on me for answers or for me to make decisions or anything like that. So these quick little check-ins have been amazing for me because I don't feel overloaded by their questions like all at once on a Wednesday or whatever, when they finally get fed up and they need answers from me. And also they feel like they can keep moving forward every day. So they're more organized and I don't feel so overwhelmed with them needing some direction or feedback or whatever it is from me. So we do those daily check-ins now. And then after that, I spend time in my private Facebook groups. That takes a big chunk of my time, probably two hours a day. I'm in my webinars that convert group and my list builders lab group and my B school group. So there's places I need to be inside private Facebook groups to support people. So I spend the afternoon doing that. And then I'm checking email, following up on random things that need my attention till about five o'clock. And sometimes that spills over till six. One thing I want to point out is that I'm not perfect at this, nor do you need to be. But having a schedule like this has allowed me to really stay in touch with what matters most in my business. So I do my very best with the schedule I'm talking to you about. When I work for Tony Robbins, he used to say that if there is an area of your life that isn't working for you, any area of your life, take a good look at the rituals that are supporting that area of your life. Because it's very likely that there are actions you are taking consistently that are holding you back. So it's not necessarily the good stuff you're doing, but there are also bad habits that we are doing that could be holding us back. So if you're struggling with finding time to create content, look at how you're managing your day. That likely is going to be a big light bulb moment for you. At least it was for me. So to make this really actionable for you, I want to take you behind the scenes and kind of give you a really good understanding of what this content creation time looks like for me. The first thing I do is on Sunday night, I plan out my entire week, especially in terms of what type of content I'm going to work on, because it might be I have to do podcast, or it might be that I'm creating content for one of my courses, or it might be that I'm creating a presentation. I'm speaking at social media marketing world this year. So I've got to put together that presentation and it might be a mix of all three of those in one week, but let me promise you, there's never a time that I'm working on all three on one day. So I really try to stay away from the context switching and just say, okay, today it's social media marketing world presentation. Tomorrow it's two podcasts. The next day it's my courses course, whatever that might be. I plan it out on Sunday night. So when I wake up on Monday morning, I know what my entire week looks like. I put in a planner and I'll talk to you about that in a moment. I put in my planner when I'm going to have meetings and when I need to pick up Cade from lacrosse practice and all those things that life brings our way. So I have it all planned out on Sunday night. 
For you, if you don't love that idea, you can do it Friday before you end your workday on Friday. But there's got to be either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that before Monday. I wouldn't do it Monday morning. Then you're always feeling already behind. So do it before Monday morning hits. The second thing is I use something called a planner pad. I was a little bit embarrassed to admit this because it is so old school. I used to use it during my Tony Robbins days in corporate. And then I put it kind of aside when I started my own business. And just recently, someone in my B-School group had mentioned it. And I thought, I forgot all about the planner pad. So I ordered another one and I use it every single day. So without getting into too many details, the reason I like a planner pad is that it is broken up into three chunks. The top chunk is our categories that you're working on. So for me, it might mean content for my courses course, the bonuses for my B-School group, um, an update to the webinars course. Those are different categories inside my business of what I'm working on. And then the next chunk in the planner pad is taking all those different tasks inside categories and deciding what days you're going to work on them. And then the third chunk is actually putting them into time slots. So it's like big picture categories. And then when you're going to going to work on each of those tasks and then specifically the time that you're going to work on each of those tasks. So I love chunking content that way. So that's why a planner pad works for me. You can do whatever works for you, but you do need somewhere, whether it be digital or in a notebook that you're planning out your entire week. So again, what I'm doing is I'm actually chunking out my time based on the different topics that I want to work on as it pertains to content creation. So again, from eight to noon, that's my content time and I call it tiger time. So you can steal that from me if you want, because it's my favorite term right now, tiger time. And the reason we call it that inside my own business is because I have to be fiercely protective of that time. So if my team member comes to me and says, Amy, we really need to do an interview with you and so-and-so, can we put it at 10 a.m.? No, we can't put it there. I might not even know what I'm working on at 10 a.m. on the date they want to put that interview, but that's not when I do interviews. I need to do it afternoon. Or if something comes up in terms of an opportunity to do something in my business that sounds really fun and I'm excited about it and I want to do it, I'm not going to schedule it from eight to noon. That's really, really tough. But I noticed when I give an inch, I take a mile. Like I am off to the races. If I say, okay, I'll throw an interview in there, then sooner or later, I'm also throwing in something else and something else. Like it becomes snowballed. So what I need to do instead is just say, no, I'm fiercely protective from eight to noon. Nothing else happens, but my time alone creating content. So we call it tiger time. So during my four hours of tiger time, I also make sure that I set up the space to be productive. So here's what I do, and you can take and leave what you want. But one thing, if I'm on my computer, I have to actually turn off email and I have to turn off Slack. Now Slack is my instant messaging with my team. And before I was slacking all morning, all night. So literally it could start at 6 a.m. and it could end at 10 p.m. No joke. We would communicate as a team at all hours of the day. And I had to stop that. So I told my team, 
one, I'm not on Slack till noon and I'm getting off Slack at six and I want them to do the same because what kind of leader am I if I'm slacking my team at 10 PM, they feel like they're tethered to their computer at all times. So I, I made some boundaries around that, but especially during tiger time, no Slack whatsoever. I turn off Wi-Fi. Like I can't even have the internet on. Now, if I have to do some research, of course I put it back on, but if I'm just writing that internet comes off. I also put a notebook next to my computer. And the reason for that is because, especially in the beginning, when you start to create your own tiger time, you're going to have a million things run through your head. Like, shoot, I forgot to call so-and-so, or I need to remember to do this or that, or I didn't pick up bread at the store and I got to make sandwiches tonight. Like this is the stuff that comes out of my head when I'm trying to focus. So I just write it down. I have a little notebook and I just write it down really quick. And that allows me to say, okay, I captured it back to what I'm working on. So that's helped a lot. And over the last few weeks, there's been less inside the notebook. Like I can quiet my mind just a little bit more during the content creation time. I also close my door because my husband, and I talked about this before, he's a firefighter. So he's home 24 on 24 off. So he has full days that he's home and he loves to come up and chat and have random conversations. Like he must get lonely or something, poor guy. So he loves to just pop in and chat. And I love it too. Quite honestly, I could talk to that guy all day long, but that totally throws me off. So he knows if the door's closed in the morning, usually that means it's tiger time and I can't be interrupted. Now, of course, I'm not sitting at my computer pounding away for four hours. I take little breaks. So I'll go downstairs for 15 minutes, talk to Hobie, give him a little snuggle, make sure that, you know, I check in and then I'll come back up and and get back at it. So I'm not just saying you got to lock yourself up, but you do need to really make sure that the people in your house or wherever you are know that tiger time means you can't be interrupted and you'll come out of that cave when the time is right. Speaking of cave, so I recently saw a video where Marie Forleo was talking about some of these same themes and topics about being really deliberate with your content creation time. And she called it the creative cave, going into a creative cave, C-A-V-E. And so I'm thinking, okay, creative cave, tiger time. I think we're on to some kind of theme. You get it, right? Now, all of this is incredibly powerful. And it's one thing for me to share it with you and say, okay, this is what my tiger time looks like. This is what I do to make sure it happens. This is why I'm so fiercely protective of it because it's literally changed how I do my work every single day. But I want you to experience it as well. So I created a freebie called the Tiger Time Ritual Worksheet. So the Tiger Time Ritual Worksheet is for you to figure out what do you need to create in terms of your unique situation and your time constraints to create something that is all yours that you will feel fiercely protective of and really excited in terms of you have your own little chunk of time to create content. So I want you to grab this freebie. It's at amyporterfield.com forward slash 102 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 102 download or text the phrase 102 download to the number 33444. So text the phrase 102 download to the number 33444, and you can grab this worksheet and create your own tiger time. I'm telling you, it's life-changing, so I hope you'll do this. Now, before I wrap up, I wanted to share with you three layers 
of what is happening inside your tiger time. So that when you get this worksheet and you start to apply it to your own experiences, I want you to think of three different layers inside one tiger time chunk. And the first layer is content absorption. And what I mean by that is I already mentioned, I want you to spend a little time reading or listening to a podcast. It could be a business book. It could be some magazines. It could be whatever it is that's going to fuel your brain, but you do need to be really bringing in some new ideas, new inspiration. And even if it's just for 10 minutes, if you can make it 20 minutes, even better. So that's one layer of your tiger time. The second layer for me is content brainstorm. And so this might work well for you. So let me give you an example for my podcast. How I start these all out is I open up a Google doc and I riff. So that's the word I use. I riff on an idea. So I'm basically dumping every thought I have around one specific idea into a Google doc. It might not have a good flow yet. It might not really be well-rounded yet, but I want to get the ideas out on paper. And then I can have my team kind of help me smooth it out and come up with new ideas and, and fill in some of the holes, but I've got to get it started. So that's what I do in terms of content brainstorm inside my tiger time. Now, the third thing is content creation. So this is where I might switch into actually creating the slide decks for my new course on creating courses. So I actually get into the slide decks, I'm building them out, I'm putting the flow together. I do all the content creation myself for my courses, so it takes me a long time. So I need chunks of time every single day to reach my deadlines to get this course created. So that's another way that I would spend time inside of Tiger Time. And I just like to say Tiger Time, so I might just say it 10 more times for you because it's just so dang fun, right? I hope you agree. Now, I tell you all of this to really inspire you to create your own time to create content, but I want to remind you one more time that I am not perfect at all of this. Sometimes I get started a little later than planned. Sometimes it's really hard to stay focused on the content that I'm working on because my mind is racing with a bunch of things. Sometimes I like to have to hold myself back from checking email. Like it's a drug or something I'm on crack and it's called email. So with that, there are moments that I just have to take a deep breath or walk outside or clear my head because staying focused for four hours is really, really tough for me. Even when I take little breaks, it's still tough because I think I should be calling my team or I wonder what they're doing. What if they have a question for me? Like I'm all that important, right? I know I'm not, but my head sometimes tells me I am. So I feel like I'm needed in other places where I really have to just tell myself, nope, right now, this is exactly where you need to be. So just know that if you do this, it could be really tough in the beginning, but definitely it gets easier. It has gotten easier over the last month for sure. So I'm going to give you five quick takeaways to make this your own, to make it really actionable. And then of course you're going to download the worksheet so you can go through a few key decisions you need to make to create your own tiger time. So the first thing I want to tell you is to be clear on your outcome. So for me, it's time to create content for my courses and for my podcast and possibly sometimes for presentations I'm going to do. I'm pretty clear as to what kind of content I want to create. And Sunday night, I get really, really clear for the coming week. So I want you to get clear on your outcomes before you get started for the week. Number two, make the commitment. Here it helps to remember your why. 
Think about the purpose behind this time. It's for you. It's to clear your mind. It's to give you the space to create content that could change the lives of your students. It's important stuff. And I know not every business is like mine, but if your business is similar to mine, content is the backbone of what you do. Like if I didn't create content, I wouldn't have my courses. If I didn't create courses, I wouldn't have these amazing students that I have that are relying on me to help them build their businesses. So I have to remember the why, and that helps me stay really fiercely protective of the time that I've created. Now, speaking of time, the third thing I want to remind you is that you need to set the time. Now, here's the point where I'm going to tell you, you might not have four hours. This whole time you might be thinking, oh, lucky you, Amy, you've got four hours every day to create content. And I'm very lucky. I I do know that I've created this business to allow me that time. Like my team has supported me so much lately that I have that time. A year ago or two years ago, I never would have had four hours to create content. So it might just be one hour a day, but imagine if that's where you're starting with one hour a day, imagine what you can get done in terms of content creation. If you had a full one hour, totally no interruptions, all focused on getting the content done. Most of us aren't even doing that right now. It might be 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. So you choose the time that works for you. And then you've got to get in your calendar and block it off. And that's where you become fiercely protective of those time blocks. Number four, decide on your rituals. And that's what the Tiger Time Ritual Worksheet is going to help you do. You're going to make some decisions like when you're going to have this time, but also what is it going to look like in terms of, do you need a notebook standing by? Do you need to shut off your Wi-Fi? Do you need to put a note on the door? Do you need to talk to your team? I'm going to help you make some of those decisions so you can just check them off and make sure you're set up to win every time. And then number five is keep it sacred. Nothing should change this time. Honor this time you have set for yourself with no interruptions. That's probably the toughest, but I also look at it like I'm honoring myself in terms of this is what I need right now. I don't want to feel scattered and pulled in a million directions. And I also want to create something pretty amazing for you when I put out my next course. And so I've got to keep that time sacred with me and everything that's going on around me. It just basically has to be no matter what. Do your best at that. I know you're not going to be perfect. Just do your best. So remember, I created a freebie. Again, it's called Tiger Time Ritual Worksheet. And I'm going to help you make some quick decisions so that you can find the time and the different rituals you need in order to make this all work for you. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 102 download to grab it right away. Or you can text the phrase 102 download to the number 33444 and you can grab the worksheet. Thank you so very much for being with me here today. I know it was a lot, but I also think this could really change things for you. You deserve it. You deserve not to be overwhelmed and scattered and your audience deserves some amazing content. The way you get there is you plan the time and you don't let anything take you away from that special time that you're creating some amazing content. I want to hear from you. So jump on social media. Let me know if you've created your tiger time, get in your calendar, make it work for you. And I cannot wait to hear about all of your big aha moments when you start to put it into place. 
Good luck in all you do. And thank you so very much for being with me. I can't wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.